Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ain't no time for resting on my laurels when every day is an oral exam. And for the next man, I'm a walking target. He want to drive me out of business and take over my market. He's sick of envisioning himself as me on poetry's red carpet. Sick of putting out bullshit CDs that barely seem to turn a profit. And it's awkward because this ain't hip-hop, so neither one of us got to be the hardest. And it's not that I'm the luckiest, it's simply that I know where my God is. Do the knowledge. We ain't got to talk about summers. I am the only spoken word artist doing the independent rapper numbers. Who else order CDs thousands at a time? What about the cats just happy to hit the road with 99? I am not peace on earth, but I am peace of mind. Spoken word is a small world and a large percentage of it is mine. It doesn't matter who you are. If you own a decent system, my CDs make you want to pay off your car. I am not a star. I'm a businessman. I provide a service. I make my people feel like a million dollars within a system that makes them feel worthless. Like I snatch them out of the matrix. Like I tell them, go get yourself a glass of water and take this. Like I tell them, most of what y'all listening to is fake shit. Like I tell them the marketing studio time and air time is paid for by racists. And I know they hate it when I make them face it. But um, God gave us spoken word in order to give us the tools to get ahead. And our oppressor gave us that other shit in order to give us the tools to get dead. And they um, need it that way. And we um, need it that way. And we um, stand in line for the tools for our own demise. And we even seem happy to pay Ray light morning fire lynch yet. Yes, the pain in dreams comes again. Race pain. People are people are people everywhere. Yeah, ooh, 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 yeah, ooh, 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 yeah. Are people. Yes, people. Every people. Most people. Ooh, 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 yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Most people in pain. Yes, the pain and pain today. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It must be the devil. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It must be the devil. It must be the devil. It must be the devil. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, devil. Yeah, devil. Oh, wow. Must be the devil. Must be the devil. Must is. Must is. Must is. Must is be the devil. It can't be Rockefeller. It can't be him. No, Lord. It can't be DuPont. No, Lord. Can't be. No, Lord. No way. No way. No, sir. No way, Jose. Can't be them rich folks. They's good to us. 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 I know that master told me so. I see it on channel seven. I see it on channel nine. I see it on channel four and two and five. The rich folks good to us poor folks ain't shit hallelujah hallelujah oh wow oh wow everything gonna be different after we die we ain't gonna be hungry ain't gonna be pain ain't gonna be suffering won't go through this again after we die after we die oh wow oh wow wow after we die it's all gonna be good have all the money we need after we die have all the food we need after we die have a nice house like the rich folks after we die after we die after we die we can live like Reverend Ike after we die hallelujah hallelujah must be the devil it ain't capitalism it ain't capitalism it ain't capitalism no it ain't that Jimmy Carter wouldn't lie. Life's unfair, but it ain't capitalism. Must be the devil. Oh, wow. It ain't the police. Jimmy Carter wouldn't lie. You know Rosalind wouldn't or Lillian. His drunken racist brother ain't no reflection on Jimmy. Must be the devil. Got him, I tell you. The devil killed Malcolm and Dr. King, too. Even killed both Kennedys and Pablo Neruda. Overthrew Allende's government. Killed Lumumba and is negotiating with Stephen Fetchett. Sleeping, eating Birmingham over there in Salisbury. Going under the name of Ian Smith. Must be the devil. It can't be Vosta. It can't be apartheid. It can't be imperialism. Jimmy Carter wouldn't lie. Didn't you hear him saying his State of the Union message, I swear on Rosalind's face lifted catatonia, I wouldn't lie, Nixon lied, Haldeman lied, Dean lied, Hoover lied, Hoover sucked too, but Jimmy don't, Jimmy wouldn't, Jimmy ain't lying, it must be the devil, it must be the devil, put your money on the plate, it must be the devil, in heaven we'll all be straight, it can't be Rockefeller, he gave Amos Poot Booty a scholarship to Behavior Modification University, and Genevieve Almost Right works for his foundation, it must be niggas, it can't be Mellon, he gave Winky Suckass a fellowship in his bank, put him in charge of closing out mortgages in the low-life Pittsburgh Hill nigger section, it can't be him, yes sir, 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 yes
sir. Yes, sir. Put your money in the plate. Don't be late. Don't have to wait. You're going to be in heaven after you die. You're going to get all you need once you're gone. Yes, sir. I heard it on the Jeffersons. I heard it on the rookies. I swallowed it whole on roots. Wasn't it nice? Wasn't it nice? Slavery was so cool, and all you had to do was wear derbies and vests and train chickens and buy your way free if you had a mind to? Must be the devil. It wasn't the white folks, them lazy niggas chained themselves and threw their own black asses in the bottom of the boat. Well, now that you mention it, there was a certain king-ass black Uwasi to help throw your ass in the bottom of the boat, your mama, your wife, and you never see them no more. It must have been the devil. Give me your money. Put your money in this plate. Heaven will be here soon. You just got to die. Just got to stop living. Close your eyes, stop breathing, and bam-o, heaven be here. You have all of what you need, bam-o, all of a sudden, heaven be here. You have all of what you need, that assembly line you work on will dissolve in thin air. Oh, wow, wow, oh, wow, wow, just gotta die, just gotta die. This whole world ain't nothing, must be the devil got you thinking so. It can't be Rockefeller, it can't be Morgan, it can't be capitalism, it can't be national oppression. Oh, wow, no way. Now, go back to work and cool it. Go back to work and lay back just a little while longer till you pass. It's all gonna be all right. Once you're gone, give me that last bit of silver you got stashed there, sister. Give me that dust now, brother man. It'll be okay on the other side. Your soul be clean, be washed pure white. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. Now go back to work. Go to sleep. Yes, go to sleep. Go back to work. Yes, oh, wow, oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Amen. Welcome. This is Spoken Word Poetry, the Art, the Industry, the Viability. Today we're keeping legacy alive as we commemorate and remember Amira Baraka. You know, he was more than just a poet. He was a teacher. He led the black arts movement, and we cannot allow his legacy to die. It is our job to keep it moving on through, you know, showing his work, discussing his work, and making it relevant for today and teaching others how to keep it relevant and keep it going. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your co-host for this moment in time. Your other host is on the line, Sweet Franchon. Hello. Peace, everybody. Hi, Sister Jacqueline. Glad to be here this night. To all the listeners, I just want to say this is a great night to celebrate Brother Baraka's legacy. I'm thankful and grateful and honored to be here today because of his greatness and his forwardness and his work, those of us who use poetry to tell our stories, are here to continue the oral tradition of poetry and spoken word. So give thanks. Right. Now, um, just want to let everyone know we opened the show with Talam AC's Laurels from his album Underground Heavy. Just make sure that you go get yourself a copy. It's available all over the Internet, and I'm pretty sure you can get the entire album at his website, which pretty sure it's talamac.com, and it's available on iTunes, Amazon, anywhere you need to find it. But that was Laurels by Talam AC. And next it was followed by Amira Baraka's Dope. So, um, Francois, um you know, we're supposed to do this soul opera style, so before we can even talk about that, and one, I do want to let everyone know the mic is open, so if you'd like to call in, the call-in number is 646-716-7994. If you'd like to call in, join in the chat room. Chat room's open, the mic is open. And um, Francois first is going to tell us a little bit first about soul opera. Well, soul opera was um, created to use in uh, venues that don't traditionally have spoken word um, as an expression or an event. And so one thing about my style of poetry being that I am not a slam poet, I always um, felt a need to tell stories with my, with my poetry. Then I use things that I enjoy, such as music, 
you know, a live band and songs. And we decided to create this this product, this thing called Soul Opera, tell stories of love and life using an eclectic blend of poetry, music, and song, and now improv. So whereas I guess the best way to describe it for those who are trying to get a, a visual of the product is that when you see, I guess, uh, I don't know if they call them urban market um, plays or any plays for that matter, they're like Broadway plays, they're mostly based on the music with some dialogue, I mean, based on the dialogue, and then you have uh, some music sometimes, some songs that just, you know, to me are thrown in, <laughs> um, thrown into the mix. Um, what we do is we do the opposite. We use music and poetry over music to tell the storyline, and we just use acting and improvisational um, acting to uh, direct the story throughout, from beginning to end. It's very unique in that way, um, and we use we call it soul opera because we use a lot of soul music because we I found that soul music. I can always find a good old soul song, soul R&B song that helps get the message out because that's when we were really telling stories as well with music and with our lyrics and with song. So I've kind of combined the things that I love the most to create uh, this platform, this product called Soul Opera. And one thing, even as that piece that you just played with Talam, as you can see, you know, poetry is not always a rhyming you know, there's all types of styles and all types of ways you can express yourself through poetry. And I love the freeform style, and I love the freeform spoken word style that Talam used in Laurel because <clears throat> it's emotional, it tells a story, and it's really, um, to me, just another way to tell a story, you know, tell a good story. And as you can tell, you know, he's picked some controversial um, topics, just as Brother Barack did, Baraka did, uh, you know, to make some points and to talk about injustices and and ignorance and the the plight of African Americans. Um, so it's just an awesome, you know, Talam is one of my favorites, and that's one of my favorite spoken word CDs um, in the in my rotation. And I just will encourage those that are listening today to stretch yourself as an artist to to go ahead and. You know, don't limit yourself to open mics as a way to express or use or share your poetry. Yeah, and um, taking that back to Amira Baraka, you know, he's a living example. If you want to know how you can be a poet in the world, he books, lectures, use music. You know, sometimes it's almost like a song. You know, you know, and that's you know that's a special gift that's really great for poets to learn is how to be on stage with others. Because when mm-hmm. you when you write a poem, it's just you and paper. So a lot of times you kind of have a self centered experience. You write it, you deliver it, and then sometimes people even get upset if the audience doesn't get it the way you imagine they would. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the moment you release it, it becomes interactive. Yeah. And people will take in things based on their experience, and that you should enjoy. So, But sometimes the process, because it is a self-process and a self-divulging and, you know, everything, and you generally don't need a whole bunch of people to create a spoken word piece. It's generally just you or a poetry piece. So when you have the opportunity to learn how to work with other artists, it's really just a great skill and allows you to incorporate your spoken word and your poetry in the various situations when you learn how to really, and it's it's listening. And then if you take that skill of listening and working with other artists, you then you get to do that with your audience and from the business sense, since we do talk about the business here, sense here, mm-hmm. it, the better you interact and know your audience, the better for you. And the more you let them know the importance and that you're listening to them, the better your career. Because it's really between you and your audience. 
We had the opportunity right. now. You don't have to have record labels in between the middle of you. You don't have to have all these middlemen. You get to develop that intimate relationship. So mm-hmm. listen to them. If they heard it another way, and they brought, that's another dimension brought to your words that you may have never imagined. And it's just right. in all of these different lives. Yeah. So, and then, you know, what I hope that by sharing some of the Baraka's work today that you can learn that, you know, it's just about finding your voice. And like you said, one thing about the about the evolution um, as spoken word comes back into the forefront as a viable means to entertain and express that, you know, what I find is that you have a couple kind of people. You have people who can freestyle, who can work in my environment and improv. If I throw something at them, they can come out of the poem for a moment, interact with me or the audience or whatever, and go back into the poem. Um, then you have some that just have to do it straight via memorization and, as I call it, just spitting it out to the audience, you know. And, you know, it's a, it's a matter of preference and what you like, but, again, some of my po- some people who perform with me, they started out just being able to memorize and throw it out there, and they couldn't handle the interruptions and the, the people on the side, you know, like, what is he talking about in this poem? You know, we do a lot of, like I say, improvisational stuff. So you have to be on your toes. The musicians are on their toes because they don't never know when we might change it up, need some music played, et cetera. And um, I just would, especially um, when I go to open mics, I just see that it's most poets are in their own ego. And these type of environments, like you said, by going into on stage other people, these type of environments pull you outside your own ego. And it allows you to get back to a, having an interaction with the audience and having a, a true appreciation and interaction with the audience, almost like a comedian does. You know, you can have a set in mind when you go on stage, but if somebody says something in the state, outside in the audience, the comedian is, typically can always, you know, say something witty and, you know, right on point and go back into what they were doing or able to link their, um, you know, their pre-planned, their pre-planned um, monologue back where you think that they're improving, but it's something they had already pre-planned, but they use dialogue to link it back in to get back to where they want to be. And we just, we do a lot of that, and it's, we have a good time, a good time with it. And, um you know, all poetry is not angry and all poetry is not about ne- the, the the challenges of our communities, et cetera. Some are just about the universal things of hope and love and uh, messages of hope and love. And, you know, some of us choose to be what I call the revolutionary poets, you know, those who are we, – we need all of that in our communities. We need those who are speaking of love and unity. We need those who are calling – um, ourselves and the ills of our society to the carpet. You know, we need all of that. Yeah, so that's just, uh, that's the diversity. Well, you know, that's what's so great about spoken word. It is so diverse and the delivery of it. And that's what makes it unique. Like, you know, this is how I envision the spoken word, but it is delivered um we start with the word. You're inspired. The word comes. The word is on a page. Um, Tony says from the page to the stage. However, that word comes to you. But mm-hmm. you have that word, and it can communicate in so many different ways. Um, Damali and Shyst did this real rock tone where they're telling the youth, like, you can't just accept this, but it was like a whole, like a rock. You must, and it's this whole rock tone to it. But right, when right. He started was it was the word, but when he produced, he put this whole rock thing, in, and it just it undergirded the passion of it, and, and that's the creativity. I just released. Greg did it years ago when when took you know the master grill artist had went into the studio. And it's done a few years ago, but I just replayed and resurfaced it, and it has a whole new life. But one of Greg, just Greg's, for those who doesn't know, we have to stop speaking as if we're only speaking to people we know. But if you look up just Greg or just Greg Corbin, you'll find him on Facebook. You look him up. He's a well-known poet out of Philadelphia, and he started the Philadelphia Youth Poetry Movement. And so um, he's executive director there. 
But um, Greg, one of his greatest skills is he he delivers bear very well. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, his clarity and everything is just so good. So this one was recorded without any music, and it does mm-hmm. so well. You know, that's his gift and skill. You know, as well, of course, he can record with music. But the whole thing is that spoken word can be hip-hop, it can be jazz, it can be rock, it can be soul, and the word can stand alone. You know, it can be whatever it needs to be at any moment in time. Right. You know, because, yeah, and that's what's so great about it. And so if you look at it that, like that and, and, and don't pigeonhole yourself, don't pigeonhole your words. You know, but it is like, um, Francine, you know, you're finding your voice, but just, you know, be open. And then like any form of art, once it's seen or experienced, once the art is experienced, it becomes a communication tool between you and a person experiencing it. And then we, everyone experiences things through their own personal experiences. So right. again, here's another dimension, another outcome, and all of your poetry. And just as a creative, take moments just to listen, listen to your audience, listening to how people view and different things people are saying, because it may give you a new dimension, new thoughts, may you know take you to new places, and just inspire you in, in other directions. Right. Right. Well, one thing I'm I wanted to share one of one of my um, one of the poems that I um, enjoy. One thing I loved about Brother Barack is sometimes some of his stuff was so short, sweet, and to the point. And um, this is one of my favorites. I don't know how popular it is, but it's one of my favorites. You mind if I share it with everybody, Jacqueline? Of course not. Go ahead, please do. Notes for a speech. African blues does not know me. Their steps in sand of their own land, a country in black and white newspapers, blown down pavements of the world does not feel what I am. Strength. In the dream, an oblique suckling of nerve, the wind throws eyes or something locked in hate, of hate, of hate to walk abroad. They conduct their deaths apart from my own. Those heads I call my people. And who are they? People. To concern myself, ugly man. Who you to concern? That white, flat stomach of maidens inside houses dying black. Peel the moon. Light on my fingers. Move under my clothes. Where is her husband? Black words throw up sand to eyes, fingers of their private dead. Who sold? Eyes in sand. My color is not theirs. Lighter white men talk. They shy away. My own dead souls. My so-called people. Africa is a foreign place. You are as any other sad man here, American. All right. So, one, like I said, one thing I love is that he used his voice to, you know, give his perspective of the challenges specifically of black men in America. And, you know, it's, I think that, you know, as more artists come aware of who he was and his contribution and his um, passing and transition, that we're going to start finding and hearing more of some of the messages that Brother Barack was get was sharing with the world, and I, I'm just thankful that even in his transition, that his popularity um, and and the fact that people are sharing it through social media, we are able to know who he is, and you know his family has been very active. And when he had his um, funeral in New Jersey, I had a few friends that I know went, and it was just awesome to see the outpouring of love and all the lives that he's touched, those that knew him and and who just knew his work. And I'm just grateful that we're in a time that even as difficult as things could be, that someone like Brother Baraka is is actually honored and, and, and via social media we're able to share so much more about who he is, his mission, 
his purpose, you know, his gifts that he shared with the world. And as I've got a show on March 6th called Bring Me Flowers, and it's about that sharing your gifts and not taking them to your grave. And I can, I honestly feel that he gave every bit of his, himself through his expressions, through his art, through his work, through his speeches, through his poems. Um, so to, to make this world a better place, if not during his lifetime, he believed, you know, that in, eventually one day it would all come to pass. So I just am grateful for that in this moment. And, and, and we've had so we we've had so many greats transition recently, and it just helps us confirm and affirm that we're in a shift paradigm, and they're leaving so many jewels for us to continue on and to grow and continue to evolve. Yeah, there's a young guy named Hezekiah Griggs III. He's considered America's youngest media mogul, a black young man. He made his first started his first business at age 11. He was a millionaire before he was a teenager. And um, the one thing he states is that if we're not talking legacy, then we're not really doing anything. Mm. And so, um, and there's a poet named Al Letson. He says, they carried the living legacy of an entire people from generation to generation. And he's talking about the griot. And, you know, that is like the role that the, the poet, spoken word poet, kind of plays in the community. So um, because your words a lot of times reflect your experiences, so it's, it's reflecting life as it is. And you're sharing histories. You're sharing family stories, you know, community stories. You're sharing knowledge. You're, you know, you're sharing so many different things. And when we're gone... That's that legacy that lives on, and that's one reason why I really, really am pushing poets to record your work in some form because mm-hmm. it's great and it's wonderful that I can hear it, and I love it, but sometimes I want to share it, and then there are times when we're gone that people need to hear it. It's mm-hmm. too many times. Um, I'm working with visual artists and learning from October Gallery, and um, I guess I'll just give them a shout-out. October Gallery is www.octobergallery.com. They started their affiliate and sales program if you're interested in selling black art, and they got a great educational program if you want to learn about art, you know, offset lithographs to limited editions to glissades, um, who are the classic blacks. And I know a lot of people go to college and they know, who the classic artists, European artists in the art world. But um, 90% of those black folks that learn that do not know who are the significant artists in black and African-American culture or in African culture. They don't know who are the artists and who actually influence a lot of European artists. Right, right. Yeah, you get to learn all of that. But, um, you know, just in Stating that, I just gave him a shout out in between. But um, it's just, you know, really important that you, you know, record your work. You know, what just record it because when we're gone, it is the art that lives on. Wow. And you know, I, that's where I learned through there through their education program back in the '90s. They were doing this, and they just revived this program. But as we sold it, we got extensive education on it. Um, but so, like the Smithsonian, so many institutions own our artwork, lots mm-hmm. of it. But they choose to show what they choose to show, which means they're choosing the stories to tell. And we well, cannot allow right. other people to choose which stories to tell about us. Right. You know, the look of, you know, and bearding and all is great, but there's a consistent look to what they show. But they don't necessarily, you may not necessarily see a Louis Maylou Jones artwork, which, you know, it's more surreal and abstract, but you wouldn't know that that's a black artist, and certain things just aren't shown, but they own all of these things. Um, You wouldn't know that the bus that you find on the dime, that bus was done by a black woman. Right. There's so many things you would just not know because they choose to share with us what they choose to share with us. So in this conversation, for those that's just listening, um, 
also want to share it's two-way. Um, the artist has a responsibility to the community, but the community has one back to the artist. The artists are the storytellers and the keepers of our culture. In order to preserve our culture, we need to get rid of the idea of a starving artist. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, it's the community's job to sustain the artist. And, you know, in a perfect world, you know, you allow that to happen. That allows the artist to be creative and not to have to worry about, can I eat this and that, which takes away from the creativity and what they're able to get out. But mm-hmm. if each one of us individually, because, you know, you can't control everyone, but what am I doing to sustain, What am I? what's my legacy move, and what am I doing to help our legacy carry on? How can I support an artist? So if that means buying a 99-cent single, if that means, you know, buying a ticket, you know, I've made a commitment that once a month I'm going to give $10. It's not much, but if mm-hmm. each of us do that, it makes a lot, $10 a month. I put to a crowdfunding project. I don't know mm-hmm. who I might give it to. Everybody's throwing something some way, so I put ten dollars a month aside. Now I already helped a woman. It actually, she needed thousand dollars in like nine hours, and actually did it, won it, and then I ran across this, you know, deaf woman, and I've grown up in deaf culture. That's actually recording the black deaf experience on film. So, but there, you know, there's just so many ways. And she's in post-production, and she says she got to get the music and all. These are opportunities. I know I'm going all over the place, but I want you, these are opportunities. Do not feel because your spoken word is not an opportunity to license for a film or something. You know, mm-hmm. um, again, the filmmakers are looking at what? Telling stories. So there may be a way that your words undergird the story. And that's especially helpful when you record with music and to make it work without. It all depends on, you know, the viewpoint of the filmmaker, but look at making partnerships with filmmakers. Right. Let them, yeah. There are groups on Facebook. I do it right now with our Impact Now program, and I'll share this with you. But every week I send out notice about um, for soundtrack consideration. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting people to respond to it. So, you know, just, you know, that's just, you know, other ways to be creative, but make sure that you're recording. And if you need help recording, if funds is an issue, um, reach out to some people. I don't if you can reach out to us at Master Grill Radio. Not that I, I'm, say, I'm yeah, not they can telling you that I can't too. give you the money, but we can look mm-hmm. creatively between resources or just reach out to some people and we can see, okay, what can we do? may have to make a plan. It might take two years. It doesn't matter. Just work at it. Yeah, and, um, you know, the good news is we've been able um, to capture, like, I, let me tell you, i got to tell you a story. I have this, I have, Nikki Giovanni did an album um, back in 72, I think it is. I wish I had it at my fingertips. It was my mother's album, of course, right? So I had I pretty much took stole it and <laughs> <laughs> been carrying it around me for years. And so about four years ago, um, Sister Nikki was I mean because to me it was just most phenomenal. She had like a orchestra behind her and she was doing her spoken word. And I as a young girl I was just so amazed by that whole concept. You know that's probably why I love Gil Scott Heron, you know, and and Nikki and it was like the people who put spoken word to music just always made me happy, you know. And um, mm-hmm. so about four years ago, uh, she was here at Wilmington University, and I was able to be the first in line. And, you know, she was just signing, you know, just ready to sign and not look up. You know how it goes. And she looked. She, I put it in front of her. She looked up at me, and she said, you ain't even old enough to have this. I said, quite the contrary. I was three, four years old when it came out. But she said, how'd you get this? I said, took it from my mother. You know, and then she was just so intrigued that I still had it. And I said, and then she says, so you like it that much? I said, you don't even understand, sister. I, because of this, I do what I do. And she says, what is that? I do spoken word with music. And she was just like, wow, awesome, you know. And she signed it to Sweet Franchine, you know, blessings and please continue to grow or something. It was just so cool. But... It's just 
you know, think of it. We don't know where your work is going to land. You know what I mean? I passed on Salam ACCD years ago to some young one young person I was working with. I know it's been 10, 10 12 years. I ran into him, didn't recognize the man as a young man. He says, you know, I still have that CD you gave me. It's relevant. It's still relevant, you know? Mm -hmm. And it really made him, you know, realize, A, he didn't want to be a rapper, but the stuff he writes is different because of it. You know what I mean? And it's just Mm -hmm. that um, with we're in the age of technology, and there's no reason we should not have video recording, you know, audio recording of something of decent quality that we can share with others right now as artists. And I'm just so thankful that what you're doing, um, Jacqueline, is awesome for um, not just those of us who are artists and poets, but for the community at large to, as we continue to grow and and hopefully, um, you know, gain a mutual res- get the public to, un- to gain a mutual respect for what we do and the fact that you are capturing our work and you are also um, part of that capturing of the work radio program and sharing information. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, for instance, either Paul MC, because I like to do my stuff with music, he's producing a couple of tracks for me now out of Philadelphia, everybody. So, you know, it's just, and it's very affordable. You just have to be willing to invest something in yourself. Yeah. And, and and then, you know, sometimes planning, this is what helps with different people. Like since, you know, I'm a business and marketing strategist, but sometimes, you know, you can feel overwhelmed. But, okay, even if it's a $1,000, $5,000 project, if it's a $5,000 project, break it down. It may not be something you can do all the way, but if you look at the whole project, do an entire budget, which is good so you don't get caught with, you know, okay, I have to produce it and I have to distribute it so that you're making sure that you get your money back. But, you know, there's a reason for writing things down. It's a write the vision down and make it plain. When you do that, um, it allows people to follow you, and it allows certain energy and opportunities to come to you because you spoke it. When You know, whether you say it or write it down, once you speak things into existence, then you'll start realizing things and opportunities that are there. But there are mm. ways... Like there are ways I can make negotiate on people's behalf to try to get some small businesses. You know, there are a lot of things that actually poets have to offer small businesses. So mm-hmm. for the person that has a project, you know, I actually have a program that I have set up for small businesses for funding artist projects. Mm-hmm. Where um, and it it had to be an artist with a certain you know outreach and following, but what you say in all is significant. And there's a skill to do this. There's a skill to do this so that it doesn't interfere with the art. And that the um, also the sponsor, they need to get what they need. So, um, you know, that's where I come in. I can play both roles because I know what that person needs and what they're looking for. And then I want to make sure that the artist can deliver without interfering with the art. So, you know, look at best options. But, that's an option, but when you have a plan and you look at it all, then I'm, I'm going to put up so much money every month toward it. You know, even with people who model, a lot of times they try to get a free person to do their pictures and things, and there's so much wrong with that. First of all, there's so many perverts out here. I don't, I, mean, I don't care if they call themselves photographers and all. You should just not put yourself in the hands of anybody just because it's free. But also relationships. Just like E doesn't just produce, you know, um, music. He's also a spoken word artist himself, so he can understand your goals better. Secondly, he produces shows. He has his own label. He's been in the game for a while. He has connections and things. You know, these relationships and things, and how you can leverage your, you know, your relationships with people. So, um, and anybody that produces something, they want to show how well their thing, thing is that is produced. So, there's just, you know, so many opportunities. But what, you know, just don't be worried about oh, it's going to cost so much. And all first, just write it down. What do you want to do? How many trades do you have? 
Mm-hmm. And you go through the process, you know, what are you feeling? What would you like to happen? And if you just write those things down, then you can figure out the best way to get it done. And sometimes, you know, a lot of things really don't cost that much. I know so many people now that are producing with people they never met. Because, oh, you know, they, everybody connects over the Internet, and they'll record, they'll go in the studio and record the voice, send it to a producer somewhere in some town, someplace they've never been. The producer then records over it, get it mixed and mastered, and these people have never met, but they have, you know, something recorded, and it's done well. And That's these things right. are happening all the time. So, you know, we're just sh- saying to you, don't allow, you know, cost or, you know, what you may feel be the process to overwhelm you. Just simply start with, what do you want to record and what's the story you want to tell and write it down. And, you know, once you have that, you know, then you can build a plan around it. And it's really, you know, not that hard. And, you know, you'll find a way. It'll get funded. But if you never get started with it, if you don't start mm-hmm. the process, it definitely will never happen. Right. So, um, we're gonna we're talking about Amir Baraka today, so we're going to go to another piece that he has and this is Nightmare Bush and um he's on these um as compilations. We're gonna listen to this Nightmare Bush piece, which is one that he's recorded with music, so we're gonna do this for Francois. What <laughs> 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 he recorded with music. And um, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about him. All right? Yeah. Good. Nightmare, Bushit World. Full of fiends, friends dying. Why we crying? Was a zoomy yesterday, power in the very sound. Laughter and wild crying. They fight and keep trying. We used to know we were stronger than the devil. But teeth were all eat you. Eat us. Whip were all hide under your feet, biting on top and underneath. Crazy, stomping, gurglers were Catch up, Malcolm. Could trap the mama. Could dive down and beat Biko. Could lie and use stink from his very ass to kill Teray Kuma. Could bite inside yellow pages, hunting for unemployed maniacs to Beko. Could speak Portuguese, send poison fleas, Cabral. Could white out mouth Sneak in his dressed up nothing King Could yesterday themselves and afterwards The O.O.s of hyena ghosts Crawling out of dunsats As the furniture polish Would Watergate killer's mouth Could be wasted By the insanity of mistakes Stalin Could be lied about Ignored, misused like diarrhea, clouding the world to a hose, toilet linen. Could be studied to death in dust swept clean on marked singles. Loyal opposition bedbugs, right, Mayakowski? Could be olded by the torture of escaped assassination attempts. You know we should have killed you. You should have stayed with Fidel or the Chinese, Rob Williams. Where's your Negro gun now? The Ku Klux Klan in the White House, Dr. Du Bois, and Garvey didn't send him there. Rabin did in his own Jewish state. Some of his own folks did the hate, Yitzhak. Why this whole ugly we have to eat or beat or flee or don't see or just claim we know its name or be happy but insane? We always drugged and dead, Huey. 
Was we always fat and full of shit? Oh, elephant. Was we always crouched a midget book of teas, hoping they could intermarry silence in the 20th century? Was we always nostalgic mistakes? Unable to sleep even when awake? Was we only downed up opponents of the mouth and black beret that cheekies? We appearing as ball-headed charlatans and Rolls Royces. Hot with the demagoguery of deluded obsession. Was we always full of Judas in the matter of our minds? Did we hail all the nigger beaters in the world? Hail all the plantation owners, rapists, powerful liars? Did we always vote diddly? May Bush live forever. And didn't pretend at the end. We added like man tan under our breath. Yeah, somewhere else. Surrounded by the worst Negroes in his nightmare. Was we always dreaming before we forgot how to run the voodoo down? Was we always the tubes connecting shaitans up and lower intestines? Was we always the cross-eyed colored lady from California out of whose mouth the semen of devils explode? What I say, what I say, what I say, wow! What I say, what I say, well, no, we wasn't that. We wasn't that. No, we wasn't that. We wasn't that. Not never. What I say, what I say, ain't gonna be like that. Say what, 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 say what I say. Ain't gonna be like that. Ain't gonna be like that. Ain't gonna be like this old president named after a reaper. Those serial killer of the Revelation Doom channel. Watch the end where the beast get popped and the white horse, white rider be stopped and Red Rider and the Indian make war with history. Waiting on the beboppers to arrive eating fish sandwiches and talking the smack of hard fact. Won't be no act. Say I ain't dreaming. This ain't just screaming. What I say? What I say? What you say? Is this real or not? The beast got to be dropped. A tombstone raised over his stink. Say this backward door. Thought he was God. No, what I say? Can't be like that. Hey, can't be like that. Say I ain't dreaming. This just ain't screaming. What I say? What you say? Is this real or not? The beast got to be trapped. A tombstone raised over his stink. Say this backwards dog thought he was God. And did his way his ugly lead. He was much more evil than the future thinks. There got to be a CD inside the stone, say. No all approach. Say you might have some problems, but ain't none of them bad as the ghost. Was we always highly greased With two tongues on the top of our heads As expendive condoms for the northern kings Even before they was born Even before the Antichrist killed Christ Was we always the Remus whose mama was a wolf And brother a Nazi hatchet man Was we always dreaming before we forgot how to run the voodoo down What I say no, he wasn't that. No, he wasn't that. No, he wasn't never nothing like that. And don't start all that ancient Negro moaning when we was on the throne. In. Was we always nostalgic failures, unable to sleep even when awake? No, it can't be. It can't be like that. Be no act. Now be the future before you change them nasty cash register drawers. Say I ain't dreaming. This just ain't screaming. What I say? 
came right down here under the doo-doo's foot. Where we done grown a class of heels from all our shoes. We helped the failure. Fallen angel drive our wooden stake up our well. What I say? We ain't never been that. Ain't never been that low. But when you wake up in hell, sometimes you want to know. But it ain't like that. It ain't like that. Take that rock you always pushing and use it to waste the rat. What I say? What it is, who is, can you get to that? Where we be is what we see. What you say, the odor of the sound, the screech of digging, the terrible numbness of corpses happy at a death. Humiliation. Whatever is playing, all the colored people everywhere, they be slaying what I say. What you say? Say, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know ain't gonna be like this. Ain't gonna be like that. be like that. All I do is think about you. Welcome back, everybody. This is Sweet Franchise and Jacqueline Taylor Adams. We are sharing tonight about Brother Amory Baraka, um, Amari Baraka, and I'm just, I'm sorry, you got to pardon me, I'm, you know, I grew up, when I first heard about him, his name was Leroy Jones, so, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, but we decided to share a little bit about him, pulling um, some information from his biography on his website, www.miribaraka.com. Um, found some interesting facts about him also that I didn't know. I knew that he had attended college and was in the U.S. Air Force, but I didn't know he studied philosophy and religion at Columbia University. As most of you know, he was born in 1934 and died recently at the age of 79. Um, and 78, I'm sorry. And one of the few things that I found in reading his bio and just doing some, getting some detailed work, though I know him through his work as a poet and as a um, spoken word artist. He had also been honored in, with so many awards, one being the Poet Laureate of New Jersey and the Professor Emeritus at the State University of New York at Stony Brook, um, one of my favorite colleges in the country. And he was a writer. He wrote poetry. He loved working with music. He was highly influenced by the jazz movement, um, the jazz and the Harlem Renaissance movement, having having influences um, from that era. And most of his writings, his, his career spanned over nearly 50 years and focused on the subjects of black liberation and white racism. And according to his biography today, a number of well-known poems, short stories, plays and commentaries on society, music, and literature are associated with his name. A few of the famous ones include the music, Reflection of Jazz and Blues, the Book of Monk, and New Music, um, also known New Poetry, um, New Poetry, among others. It's no denying that he was a very intelligent man and just one who use all his gifts, and some of those are in some of the, his books that were published. Um, one of the first books I remember seeing, um, actually books seeing it in print, was Somebody Blew Up America um, from 2004, even though I had heard about him long before then, but that was the first book I got my hands on. But um, Dutchman Plus the Slave was written and released and published in 1971, under his name at the time, Leroy Jones. Uh, one of the other more popular books also included uh, Translucency. It was published in 1996. And uh, if you're very interested in learning a lot more about 
Um, there's an autobiography that was released by Lawrence Hill and Company in 1995. Uh, he, no, the, his contribution was this huge. I think it. I think in total, I recall he's had about 12 books published, which is a lot in one life published. Not to mention all of his other poetry and work. So please make sure that um, you check out his webpage. Check out some of the awesome photos of him and his family and him performing with some jazz greats. And I think you can even get a sample of some of his poems there. But, you know, Google him, A-M-I-R-I, first name, last name is spelled B-A-R-A-K-A. I don't want to take for granted that everybody knows how to spell his name. But he is, you know, one of our great literary writers of our time, and we honor him tonight. Thank you for that. And um, if you go over, if you're in Facebook, we do have a group. We can type in Mass Degree or Radio. We have a group, and we definitely would love for you to like our page. So that's facebook.com forward slash Mass Degree or Radio. Please like our page and share it with others. Stay informed. We're also on Google+. Um, and you can go to massdegreeoradio.com. It's our new website, and it's just being built but you can definitely catch all the current shows. And um, you can catch all the current shows, and then we will, um, and as we build out, we'll, we're going to separate out each show. So you'll be able to find all the spoken word poetry, which is AKA Industry Monday. So all those shows over the years you'll be able to find. And do remember that this show is available on iTunes. So just, you know, kick up your iTunes, go to podcast and type in Master Grill Radio and the shows will come up. And so you can download them right to your iTunes as well. You can subscribe to the show in iTunes. So we're we're available for you any way you want. Shows are available for download or you can just listen. And now I'm going um Francois, please share how people can connect back with you. May, the best way to reach me is by calling 267, my area code 267, I forgot my number that fast, I'm sorry, sis. <laughs> I, you know what, I'm going to give you a number. 704-3494, that's the number. But um, I had a frank fee, so I'm sorry, that's what happens when you don't dial your number, right? And then um, you can reach me at www.peacelovepoetry.us and at any social media under Sweet. Franchine, that's like Hotel Suite, S-U-I-T-E, F-R-A-N-C-H-O-N, of course, by sharing with me every um, every month here at Master Grid Radio. All right. So everyone knows how to get in touch with us. Um, if you want to share, you know, we're constantly promoting, you know, just, you know, share what you're doing. Now, just want to share with everyone, we are building um, – a directory for the Master Grill project. So by the end of the spring, by or when, by the time June starts, we'll have a nice directory where you'll be able to list yourself as a poet, um, your events. Um, you know, if you're an author, if you have books, if you manage, if you you know whatever you do within the poetry industry associations, we have so many. Um, shows, you know, different um, award shows and different things. So we want to bring all that information together because we have a lot of information, which makes it a lot easier to share. And when it becomes easier to share, it's easier for us to support one another. And it be services, services like poetry 24-7 and all. So we want you to be able to go just build a resource, uh, a resource spot where you can go and be able to do business and look up various things. So what's next on the front? I know your birthday's coming on Sweet Francois. So before we leave, please share the birthday show. Oh, the birthday show, March 6th at the World Cafe Live in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, <laughs> I, that's one of the reasons I'm so tired, I guess. I had a four-hour rehearsal today on top of the rest of life things, and it's going to be well worth it. I'm stretching myself as a performer and I have um, hired some coaches to help me give my best, best performance ever, I think. 
um, full of surprises, Soul Opera at World Cafe Live at the Queen, area code 302-994-1400 for tickets, or visit their website directly at www.queen.worldcafelive.com. Um, March 6th, show starts promptly at 8, and we're going to have a great time. And um, I expect a lot of people to record with their phones so you'll see some stuff, some things that my regulars have never seen me do. And um, hint, sing and dance, Jacqueline. You know, I don't have a natural gift for either, but my coaches are <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> They're phenomenal, and they are work. They work in me to the bone to make sure that not only am I well prepared, but you won't think I've been doing this for a long time, girl. Yeah, so I will be doing poetry. I will be singing. I will be dancing, and I will be doing all this, giving my <laughs> gifts to the world on my birthday. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Alrighty, so I'm just putting this in the chat room, and just to let everybody know, if you want to catch up, where you know where all those links and everything. What did you say? Um, uh, um, if you like that, again, you can just on our Facebook group, you can catch um, you know, the chat links, and we also post them as comments at the show. So this way. You can keep up, or just as you listen, you can move the cursor as you want through the show and just to get the info that you need. So we're about ready to sign off, and um, Francois, if you want to say anything. I just want to thank you once again, Jacqueline. I'm so, you know, I I don't say it much, but I appreciate your commitment to this mission and this vision. Um, You have a great show that I don't think you share every single week. Um, you have great topics, and you have some extraordinary um, uh, um, shows. So I just want to encourage everyone to continue to support Master Grid Radio and not just on the Mondays where we're talking about spoken word, but, you know, follow Jacqueline Taylor Adams and give her some support. And just, you know, she's phenomenal with marketing, marketing and social media and just being uh, independent um, business owner in general, and she's just phenomenal. Is always sharing some great tips, some great information, some great links, and you know, doing a lot of connecting of people. So make sure that you continue to check her out. And um, I just appreciate and honor you for all that you do, Jacqueline. Oh, thank you so much. And um, you know, just follow her. You know, just get get something out of it. That's my big thing. Is you know, we want to move up higher and do better and we want to leverage each other to lift each other up and then we can um bask in the trickle down okay <laughs> so as That's we right. roll out <laughs> we're going to roll out on evangelists you know lamar when he says this this is you know part of the the role of the poet and so we're going to roll out on lamar anthony's hill evangelist and you can find that on his album um Blackmail. It's on Lamar Hill's album, Blackmail. And um, just look him up. If you look up Lamar Hill and if you can find him on Facebook, it's the link to his site. I can't remember it right now. I know it's about the pen. It's something about the pen. But you can find his website and you can purchase his album there. So in the meantime, I speak for everyone. Peace and love and experience the evangelist. My mother is an evangelist, and I'm convinced that she won't be content until my voice is in a pulpit. I said, my mother is an evangelist, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a more fervent servant. She is fire-baptized, and I've watched men find God through her eyes. I said, my mother is an evangelist. Every Sunday, she leads souls to Christ, but I tell her, Ma, I'm a poet. Every night I lead souls into the light. I go where your preacher would not dare. Y'all mistaking these words for poems. These ain't poems. These are prayers. This is how I talk to God, and y'all just happen to be here. These are all my fears and aspirations wrapped in the swatting clothes and packed in a tomb for three days. And the spirit moves the writer's block out of the way and resurrects the words I need to say, and they ascend off of the page. While hundreds of people bear witness so that generations 
generations from now will still be able to appreciate it and I can still hear my mother praying for my soul. Hoping that one day I would hear clearly and find my way back to the ministry and it's hard for her to understand because she's almost as stubborn as I am that I ain't out here chasing a dream. I didn't choose poetry. Poetry chose me. I liberate souls every time I write a poem and I bring down the walls of Jericho every time I perform and I don't wait for them to come to me. I go where they live at. I mean, even God is a poet. You need only read the 23rd Psalm to understand that. How ridiculous must a writer be to Say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rod and thy staff for my pen and my pad, they comfort me. That's why I get love no matter where I go in this country. I used to contemplate suicide at least three times a week before poetry, and I don't tell you that to get your sympathy. I tell you that because I know at least three people in the audience are going through it with me. But who would have known? Who would have known that my own words could deliver me? Who would have known that I could get closer to God with every metaphor and simile. Who would have known that something as beautiful as a poem could harness so much of God's pure energy and I ain't nobody. I'm just a ghetto bastard from an unforgiving northeast city but with this pen and with this pad and with this mic I'm larger than life. I fight the good fight so when I'm dead and gone you can bury my ashes in the same tomb where they buried Lazarus cause a hundred years from now some young poet is gonna be thumbing through the CDs and his great grandmother's addict and he gonna raise me from the dead. I said my mother is an evangelist. Every Sunday she leads souls to Christ but I tell her slow and deliberate so that she will never forget that I am a poet and I'm following the will of God and I'm far closer to him at this very moment than I could ever be in a pulpit. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.